standing in the room, and you are at the moment being watched by Helwa and company. Um, and they yeah, and somebody who wants to do some loud internal shouting has something to say. Yeah, exactly. So they they're just sort of staring at you, um, all of you. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I come up. Where is Calix in the room right now? Right, position people. Calix is right here. And wasn't he talking to the group and they were all clustered around him and can we set him up to like where they're really supposed to be? Sure. Because you said um, they were all clustered around him and blah, blah, blah. Well, so. let's say like this. So pretty close like this. Yeah. More or less the way I said it, but they were, you know, there. The wolf is standing. Okay. Calix is right in front of the wolf. Is that, or that the chieftain? I can't remember. Calix is right here. Thank you. All if right. you want, I'll mark it. I'll mark him as, uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, let's got to make it something awesome. Wait a second. Uh, a crown? A crown would be good. No, no. Honestly, dude. I'm going to give him a trophy for MVP. Yeah, there. <laughs> Most yeah exactly. Memory. Exactly. So I come up. I, yeah, it's like, so I blast him with the thought projection. Right. As everyone's staring at me, I come up. Uh, Calix still looks, you said, pretty, pretty worked over, right? Yes, he's, he's, yes. He's pretty worked okay. over. He's, I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he was still able to run it and stuff, so he's still... But yeah, so I, I'm not going to clap him on the shoulder because like, his arm might fall off. Yeah, he looks pretty tired. Yeah, yeah sure. but I'll, I'll, you know, enough clap him like that gently, <laughs> I guess is the way to put it, and say, this man has more courage than all of you put together. He faced the monster you all were too scared to face, and he faced it alone before we could get to him to help him. He faced the demon out there, casting the fireballs in the statue. You, I point to Helga, whatever her name is, Helga. do not deserve to lead this tribe. If I were you, you should step down yeah. immediately and let a true warrior lead this tribe to greatness, for you are not worthy of the title of chieftain. And I step away. And um, so she regards you silently, as does the rest of the um, as the rest of the tribe. And then she looks at um, Calix, and uh, she kind of walks over um, to him, and she kind of stares down at him. And Calix kind of wearily looks up at her. And then, um, so around her neck, you may remember that I described that they all had, you know, axes wearing furs, etc. But um, that she in particular had um, kind of a bone necklace um, around her. And she takes the necklace off and she puts it around his neck. And uh, she says, Calix, chieftain. And steps back. And so Calix I just mutter of, under my breath, you're goddamn right about that. So Calix kind of like stares at her and then looks around at all of you and the other uh, the other barbarians all kind of regard them silently. The wolf, of course, um, kind of is just sort of looking at all like at everyone around them. Like, what? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Agatha, weakly from the corner, she's probably like leaning against a wall, hanging in there. She goes, Calix, is this what you want? And Calix sort of sort of looks at you and kind of gives you a Make an insight check for me, Agatha. Do it at advantage. He kind of winks at you. No. This is what I've been... No. Therefore. You said... Give me my chicken any time. Oh, God. Advantage. You have a nat 20. Wow. Okay. It is clearly a look that might almost be described as gratitude. And... 
he sort of nods in your direction. He looks back. He says, Helwa, I fight. I kill. I do what tribe need. But you, good chieftain, and I'm... And he points himself. I'm not interested. I do not fight. And he takes his necklace off. I do not fight as chieftain. And he puts it back in her. He says, but... And she kind of looks at him, just kind of waiting. He says, but... You, chieftain, but we no longer stay in room. Not here. Stand here. Wait. Wait for... Strahd. Others to come. We have stayed too long. In room, in shadows, in dishonor. I have seen, along them, what it is like to fight. We must fight ourselves. It is... And he kind of thinks... It is what is best in life. And, and, and you can see that, like, all of the barbarians, like, that's essentially, he's given, like, you know, the Sermon on the Mount, right? Like, they're all like, oh. Like, oh. Right. And so Helwa sort of steps back and nods, and she says, we fight then. And nods, and they all, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm all for fighting. And I do think this is a good plan. Right now, and they burst through. No, this is kidding. <laughs> Son of a goddammit. Could, could, could we get all of the parts of ourselves back onto ourselves before we head out again? Is that, can we possibly? Especially and, um, this one over here. And I point to Agatha like, she probably needs... At least a Gatorade. <laughs> I got to need some fun. I'm, like, I'm like. thinking around eight hours might be good. What do you think? This is good for anyone? Um, mm. uh, yes, uh, maybe a longer rest. <laughs> we will be but here for yes. at least 10 to 20. I, I think we should on to glory, but I, I, first on to not being broken. Agatha actually says, you know, uh, to Calix, you are an honorable man, and if fighting is what you want to do, I I have a task, a place full of innocence that could use protection. And Calix sort of turns to you and says, Not grandmother, you have led us through things I do not fully understand. All of you, and he, he looks for a moment at Weller, <laughs> and then he looks at Alec, the half vampire. He looks at Jago. He looks at Mason. Like he just it takes in oh, all of you. He says, team. "I do not fully understand all, but I know honor and dishonor. If you wish for us to save others, we will." And he kind of looks at the others, and Helwa nods and says. I have spoken. The tribe will help. What oh, must no, you, no, 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 no. We need we you do? here first. We're not done here. Go, go ahead, Agatha. We've got more time. Agatha simply says, the people of Kresk are in danger and have been. This whole group's going to head towards Kresk and we're going to be fucked. No, no, what yeah. I love, what I, what I love is that actually, yet. yeah, no, I, well, I mean, they were ready. Then they to were, Kresk we go and they, they all did. leave. Okay. So, so you're sorry. So, so they're they they're nodding as they listen to you. And she simply says, um, "I have, I believe that they may be in great danger, and could use brave people like yourself." 
and uh, they sort of narrow their eyes. Thank you for the resub, Orb Weaver. Good to see you. Thank you so much. <coughs> Welcome back for the Twitch Prime sub. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for all the subs and resubs and follows tonight, folks. Are um, may I interrupt? Or do you want to... Uh, let, me, let me finish what I want to say first. Okay, because um, I'm really worried right now. Okay, so, <laughs> I'm really so they say, they say um, and he nods, and uh, they... Hell was who's kind of letting, even though Hell was still the chieftain, she's allowing Calix to speak for the moment. And Calix says, Hmm, it has been a long time since our tribe has come from out of the mountains. Um, Calix does not know the way. And he kind of looks over at Helwa, and Hell was like, I was there long time before. I remember the path. And Calix nods and says, Very all right, then. We can help Kresk, but before you Kresk do that, though, is a long way. Um, yes. But Be before you do that, though, I also. You're think... right. There is no time to lose. They Sorry. I do believe Kresk does your does need all of your help, and I do think that is a noble effort that we should all focus on. After we all deal with what is in this place. Yes, Agatha is correct. You've all been locked up. Actually, Agatha and Django are correct. We've all been locked up in this room for far too long. What we need to focus on currently, though, is cleansing this place of the evil that is inside of it. And what is the chieftain's name? Helwa. And Helwa, we need you and your kin to help us in this goal with other dude whose name I can't remember right now. Calix? Uh, uh, Calix, with Calix as well. Although I do think arrest is in order before we do that, but there is still something we need to do here. And then we shall definitely deal with Kresk and defending it. But I beg of you, will you help us here and now? All of us are at almost our ends. So including our friend and ally here. We must rest, but then we must complete our task here, and if you helped us, I know we could defeat it most quickly. So, um, they sort of, they, they kind of, you know, they kind of murmur to each other. Um, and, um, Calix sort of thinks about it and then whispers to Helwa, and Helwa nods, and then Calix says, Uh, Mason, uh, may I speak? Always. And you think he, you think he's asking you to speak privately, even though he just said, "May I speak?" But you think that's what what he's asking? Always. Okay. So he sort of goes off and lowers his voice such that basically everybody in the party can hear this, and he says, um, "My people will fight, but they are afraid. It has been quite some time, and the creatures that roam the halls, like the ones we fought before." They are beyond just strength. You saw yourself. My tribe has many that are back at the village. Some children that have few to defend them. I would ask, we will go and defend Kresk and we will help somewhat here, but we cannot go all through this temple and then go back to Kresk weakened and mostly killed. Would you accept our help for 
Perhaps just what lies ahead, the creatures we hear in the doors above. If we help fight those, then go and get the rest of the tribe and go to Kresk. Would that be enough? I would not leave my tribe unguarded completely. And I put a hand on his shoulder and I, and I look at him in the face and I say, my friend, that is an honorable request. And I look out at everybody else in the room and I say, and that is an honorable way to live. And I want you all to be able to defend you and yours. But what we do here will defend them as well. And what we do here will keep them safe. I do not think what you, I do not hope, I do not wish that what you ask of me is a selfish request. But I will say this. What we ask of you here will help all of our people moving forward. What we can recover in here will give us power on top of power, something that we can all use to push back the evil that we all know threatens ourselves and our kin, the very Strahd himself. I would ask for all of you to help us here so that we can all protect ours and our own for many years to come. With that said, anyone who wants to leave can do so. I am not keeping you here. But I think many who have come here seeking tools to defeat Strahd understand the risks. And I would ask all of you to help us. Help us defeat an enemy that without your help will certainly threaten all of us no matter how much we want to defend. This is a task we must complete, and numbers will allow us to complete it. The more, the greater the odds of success. If you want to leave, none of us will judge you. But what you do now, what you do here now, may very well inspire many of your kin for decades to come. Think on it. I implore you, think on it. I, yeah, I was going to say, go ahead if anyone I, else is Agatha say. kind of walks over and puts a hand on your shoulder and she says, Our fight is not their fight. We cannot ask them to do this. We are all here. It is all of our fights. Maybe. I am not even from here, and I know it is my fight, for I shall die if we do nothing. And I appreciate that, for we are not doing nothing. But numbers do not mean success. These people can help more people. And we, and I kind of gesture very weakly, must do the task we came here to do. I agree. But if we fail, Cresc will fall no matter what. This may be true, but then these people have a chance. You are asking them to go in and put their life on the line for us. We are asking them to go put their life on the line for their country, for their tribe, for everyone. We're asking them only the same thing that we would do. And, and the more doing. people we have with us, the better our chances of success. I there is a huge difference. With that Can we not argue here, please? I'm not arguing. I'm simply saying, I don't think it is right to ask them to stay here longer, to put their life on the line for us. 
very well. And I sort of we can turn outward again, choice. and I just, I just ignore, I just ignore Agatha completely, and I say, "Let me put it another way. I am not a soldier. I am a doctor. I am a person of life. I am a killer of beasts. Things that come out of the dark, the nightmares, and eviscerate people without thought, because they simply exist to kill." I don't need to do any of this for you, for you, for anyone. But I will do it. Because something needs to be destroyed so that we can all live. You are and I will continue to do so till I draw my last breath. We are all in this together. You preach. Why are you interrupting me? Why are you? I am not asking for your assistance, nor do I need your comments. Let me finish or don't but I will not speak again, so give me half a chance to use my breath for something good in this godforsaken land. So Casimir stands up and um, steps forward a couple, and he raises his hand, and you all sort of, there's a moment where everyone is kind of like, you know, <laughs> tension. All of you feel a slight measure of calm is not quite is too strong. Uh a sense of a dampening almost, a feeling of kind of um, the edge cuts a little bit uh, down and, and sort of reduces and he says Mason you speak with passion you are right to do so but I think and, and he says and Django you speak with practical wisdom but I think that Agatha has the right of this. Strahd will attack on many fronts. And if we take one or two, some of them to help us, send the rest to Kresk, by not pushing them beyond their limits, by giving them a task they feel they can do, that will spread to the rest of Barovia. Django, he looks directly at you, you know the way rumors spread in this land. How often has a rumor of sacrifice, of good, of someone who was not asked to die for Strahd, how often has that rumor passed? If we let these people go and protect as Agatha suggested, that will also strengthen us in the rest of this land. Strahd wants us to spend all our time I myself want nothing more than what is in this temple. I would rescue my sister. But Strahd will do all that he can here and elsewhere. This reduces the things we need to concentrate on, allows us to focus here while they take care of the rest of Barovia, at least the part of it that is Kresk. The anger in Mason boils over, and all of a sudden he turns into Xavier in front of everybody's eyes, and this is all that anybody hears. <laughs> Very well. You're all gonna die. All of you are gonna die. The more you delay, the more you go away, the more you sulk back to whatever you've been to. Be ready for him. He's going to come to every town and slaughter everyone who doesn't fight. Be ready for it. You, us, everyone. We can do something here and now. What the hell are you afraid of? Be afraid of me. I've got nothing to lose. And I fear nothing. 
I am ready to die, to leave this place better than I came into it. All of you should be prepared to do the same if you care about this land. And if you don't, then skull back to Kresk and be prepared to deal with whatever eternity you set for in this life or the next. Your words are poison and they displace us. The man who you possess said bold and brave words. You're just small and cowersome. You hide behind <laughs> big and bold voices and monstrous appeal, but you are no better than Strahd. You uh, push us to kill life. ourselves because you do not appreciate your own life. Mason is a man, a doctor, a healer. You, you misunderstand me completely, love. Actually, I understand you entirely. Oh, because you're not the only one here who cares and is a healer and wants to better this place. The poison is you. Love, so I don't want to bury bodies. I don't want to. Because we are not listening to your tongue. <laughs> I understand that. And let me tell you something, love. Are you going to bury their bodies? Yes. Their families' bodies when As they I do nothing? For millennia of the land I come from, my own ancestors' bodies. You speak of what you do not understand. So find yourself or leave this world. Same goes to you, love. Same goes to you. I do not usually find myself agreeing with Mr. Xavier's words. However, in this case, I cannot help but think he speaks the truth. If we do not stick together, we shall all die separately. Then I suggest we start working together. That's what I'm trying to do, but you seem to send on sending these people out to a city that I'm not sure where the danger lies. The I'm abbot is gone. Why is Kresk in why is Kresk in danger? If I may ask. The abbot is gone. Arv, I watched I had a vision, didn't I? Yes, you did. Ah. You did have a vision. You haven't shared it with yet with everybody though. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's up to you, Agatha, if you want to. I have seen things. I had a vision. That's lovely vague. Would you like to go further with that? I'm working on it. No, we've got Remember that hold your tongue part? I had a vision. Crescent burns. The people scream and run. It is not the abbey that is the worst thing that has come for them. Or the abbot that is the worst thing that has come for them. Crescent is falling. And it screams in pain. And I care for the life of those people more than my own. And these people here deserve their own choice. Mason was right in that. They deserve to choose whether they stay or they go. But it is not us to coax them. We are not their war leader. He is. And by us, using our abilities in different places we are stronger i believe that i do not wish death on them nor on us i have faith in them and us and our abilities to go out and do what we have to 
do you really think in trailing behind us and being a shield is the best way for us to get what we came here for? Then I will step back and allow that to happen. But remember when we bury those bodies, that it will be the bodies of them and of the people in Grisk. So this vision of yours is a 100% chance of coming true. It is guaranteed. Your prophecy is foretold to be absolutely going to happen no matter what we do. I did not call it a prophecy. You are certainly talking like it is. I have much respect for your powers, Agatha. But let's be careful about what we're saying. This is a possible future. And are we, if we have me, to... Was it, was it a happening? Was it, can I get more information? Do you That's remember what that role was? That's not clear. And I'm going to give you the classic Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. You know, difficult to tell. Always in motion is the future, right? <laughs> it was, it's a little bit of that. God but damn it, Arv. But, but uh, Casimir, as you're speaking, um, does sort of nod as you're sort of going on and says, I see what Agatha has spoken. There are never guarantees, Django, for certain. But there is no doubt that Strahd intends something for Kresk. I believe, though I cannot see it clearly, that Alec has done something there. Something has happened in Kresk that has attracted his ire. And there is little doubt that he will move against it at some point. I do not advise one way or the other what must be done, but Agatha speaks the truth that this is more than just a passing fancy. And he then sort of sits back down wearily. I give up. I leave it up to you then. It is in your capable hands, friends. I am but the messenger. We have seen what this place is capable of, and we can defeat it and gain something from the victory that can help everybody, including the people of Kresk. And... It's too late. Well then, my dear lady, I don't know what else to say. Everything could be too late. Even this could be a futile endeavor. All I know is that we are here now, and we can do something now. I am sorry for my anger before, and I am sorry for what Xavier's words that came out of my mouth. You do not have to apologize for Xavier. And believe me, I cannot. As much as I would like to try. But I am both strong and weak, as we all are. We are not perfect creatures. We are fallible. We are all flawed in some way. We use those to boost us up and bring ourselves down whenever necessary for the situation at hand. And believe me, I would love and care most heartily to reinforce the walls of every town, of every city, of every place that may fall to Strahd and whatever he wishes to send our way. All I would like to do is leave this place knowing that we have walked away with something we can use and to push will. the evil further away than I it is now. That, that we will. But we are so we are so close to failure. We are not. We are close to success. Failure is behind us. 
Don't you think- These people following us do not mean success. But perhaps they do. Perhaps. And maybe we just Agatha. see the way, the way to victory in different ways. All Agatha, I'm saying you... is they are here now. Why not let them help us if they wish to? That's exactly what I said. Let them choose. They are their own people. Did I not say the very same? And I quote, I said, as Mason pointed out, You continue to be angry at the fact that I simply wish these people to make their own choice. You're all tired and injured. You need rest. And they have the night to discuss. They can make their own decisions. And he's already offered help with the horrid thing that lies beyond that door. That is more than we deserve. I do not wish to see these people return to Cresc only to die. It's true. They don't even have to return to Cresc. But the glorious moment of them choosing their own path outside of these horrid walls is a victory. And who are we to ask them to die in them? Yes, they can go out and die later at Strat's hand. That sounds delightful. As their own choice. There's no choice at all. It's just putting off their inevitable death. So they were supposed to hide here. But again... I relinquish the conversation. Again, they are free to make their own choice. It is... The possibility of dying now, or I think, and especially if you go to Kresk, if if Casimir is right, if he is going to move, and Saad, check your check text, please. I need an answer from you. If he is going to move on Kresk, and I turn to just you, uh, Mason, and actually my group only, it's like these barbarians will be as chaff upon the wind to him. He will cut through them like they are paper dolls. So you would knowingly send them to their death. As if we Strahd knowingly send them to their death, on if they act as a shield for us. It is the same. Standing with us, they have can... a chance to survive. And there are tools in this place that we can use against Strahd later if we Six. are successful in getting them now. Now, I agree with you, Agatha. I don't want to force them into it, but so they need to know. Of, of they study. need to know what may come down the line after them if they choose. And to. we have not chosen to be dishonest with them. They do not even have to stay to fight. No. If we are ahead, and this group of warriors can move the people of Kresk. They can keep them safe. There has to be hope. A shadow well. falls over this group. And I, and I put my hands up in the air and I go, very well. Let's not talk about these people like they are not standing here in front of us anymore. Friends, what do you want to do? What do you wish to do? So they've been actually, while, while you were sort of having your little uh, conversation, they have also been talking to each other. Um, in sort of low, concerned voices, and then they kind of turn back, and um, Kallik says, uh, They say... They say... And he kind of pauses, and then... It will help the room up there. To help destroy or be destroyed by whatever in, is in it. And then he says, Then... I will stay with you. The rest will go back to Kresk. Gather the tribe first, then go to Kresk. And they say, even if Strahd comes, they will make the time that he spends longer. He may also send other things. His wolves, his creatures. We have seen it. 
We will defeat them. We cannot stand against Strahd alone, but we can stand against servants, as we have done. We'll help you the room there, then I will stay with you, but the rest will go to Kresk, as not Grandmother wishes it. And I put my hand on his shoulder and I sort of look at what's left of him. <laughs> He's like, and, <laughs> like skin I, flakes off. Ooh, ooh, sorry, sorry. And I not not the arm. <laughs> and I and I and I look him right right in the face and I and I say to him, necklace or no, your honor outshines us all. Thank you. And I look at all of them. And I say, thank all of you. History will not forget you. I swear it and the future will be brighter because of you. I believe it. They nod, and Agatha, the uh, wolf pads up to you and uh, kind of nuzzles your side. Um, and when you sort of look at, assuming you look it in the face, it gives you this with very intelligent, you know, uh, eyes, not looking like I mean, it is definitely a wolf. I'm not suggesting that it's transformed in any way. Okay, so but okay. it's not. It's not like that. But it. But it definitely is not just sort of like, can I have some meat? You know, like um, <laughs> it comes over and sort of nuzzles you as if in understanding. And Casimir, from his spot in the corner, says, "Apparently, the animals respond to you, Agatha, as you respond to the world from which they come." Uh, uh, I don't think that I have speak with animals prepared because I don't like speaking <laughs> with animals of Barovia. Um, they're so depressing. There are some scary girl animals girl of Barovia, y'all. Yeah. No, it doesn't seem <laughs> to be like, you know, here we I don't have that prepared. And, um, I do reach down and kind of uh, gently pet its head and might even use it a little bit to come to the floor, um, which I'm sure is different, difficult in Kralin's and skirt. And, this yeah. floor feels very you know, good. I can broken. Kind of sleep yeah. right <laughs> It helps you, no problem. It's like, oh. Uh, and I take a long rest. Yeah, um, and I kind of pet it and I say, tomorrow, friends, I will learn your name. And <laughs> until then, I probably hug a pooch to sleep. Yes. <laughs> I think we all could use that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah Agatha, Agatha hugs the, the pooch until she probably falls asleep right in front of everybody's eyes. Oh my God. All right. Um, I think everyone is able to settle down to a rest. Actually, I gotta do. I gotta do um, one more thing before we do it. Before you, okay. Before you do that, yeah. I do have one question, which is, yeah. um, I don't recall. We had done a full rest, but I, I don't. The first time you were in the room, I don't think you did a full rest because you can only do one full rest in a twenty-four hour period. We did a short rest. We did a short rest, not a long rest, because that's important. Well, we Correct, definitely need I'm, a long rest now. Okay, Correct, that's fine. because I'm missing only. I'm only missing. Um, Okay, okay. So then be aware of the fact that when we do this long rest, be aware this is going to be it for a day, okay? So you're not going to have a chance to do this again. I think this is a good spot to do it, don't get me wrong. I'm just letting you know that, like, that is the case. Oh, it's happening. So be aware of (laughs) that. It's needed. Um, Okay, so go ahead, Jacob. We're all all punchy right now. We we can't even get down the stairs until we can do some more darkness. (laughs) So I think this is going to really need to, like... Yeah. Okay, so go ahead, Django, you were saying. Yeah, so I have to go over to Alec first. Okay. And because... Yeah. I just wanted to say one more thing. Uh, uh, well, we can actually do this in conversation now to make it go faster. Okay. So, so oh, ah, uh, yes. Yeah, he nods like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, like, uh, uh, is that, oh, let, let's let's actually head out outside through the back yeah, wall. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Assuming that crack is like the exit out to where we yes. saw the crack. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, not not the fireball room. So. Yeah. yeah, no, right into here, right? You're just gonna go straight in, and there. Oh, that, that's enough of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, I'll yeah, take we get a torch with us because we need a torch. Yeah, okay. True. True. Just well, we won't be long. Won't be long. Uh, okay. So I contact you real quick and say I <laughs> I wasn't there, of course, when Iria Elania, whatever her name was. Um, <laughs> We're really bad with names in this. I know. Arena. I just cannot remember. Arena. 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 Thank you. Arena. Arena. When Arena went in the pond, but you were right. Alec Saad. Alec was there. He yeah, saw what he happened. Sure was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, in order for me to transmit that to them, I need to get the vision from you. So I need to make a deeper contact with you, and have you think of it, so I can transmit it to them. Are you willing? To, will you do that with me? Or are you willing to do that with me? Sure. Okay. So I cast Detect Thoughts, and I'm going to go deeper into him, and I tell him to concentrate on I'm gonna, what I'm happened. Gonna resist it, though. I might naturally resist it. So oh, Why are you such a putz? Uh, <laughs> it's a wisdom save, is it? Yes, which you've made like every single bloody I've time. I've made it every single time so far. Let's see if we fail. <gasps> oh, no. oh, for God's sake. <laughs> You know, you could These choose to fail the saving saves. throw, Boy, man. That's just great. Yeah, just, you could yeah. you could choose to fail it at one point because this is kind of important to tell them what they're up against. I mean, all I can do is tell them the the, the well, shout what, about what's his face. Show everyone what happened because no one's actually seen what actually happened. Right, but if I can't get past your surface thoughts, I can't get in there. And I can only do this uh, once, and I can only do this once per day. But you do oh. read my surface thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, I can. Read I those. am really pissed off with you. Really, really pissed off with you. <laughs> I just thought you'd come and tell me that. I haven't seen you. Uh huh. Hence why I wanted to go outside. All right. So if that fails, then like I'll shake my head. It seems like you have something to say. Not in front of everyone. Well, we are here now. Just the two of us. <laughs> uh. So we're outside? Yeah, did you go no, outside? That, this all happened outside. outside. Yeah. This is all, all happening outside. Okay. You said so took a torch, was, went outside. Yeah, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm actually immediately going to slug you in the face as hard as I can. Uh, this party is there's such love between all of us. Uh, roll the hit, because I'm not going to try yeah, to let yeah, you I'll do it, actually. My, just use my hand axe. You'll, You'll probably be able to do I'll it. I'll probably though, miss, because so. I miss every other time. Oh, <laughs> shit. oh shit! Or critically hit, actually. That's what you do. You critically hit. Critical punch, yo! You have something to say? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, that's um, uh, four damage plus an extra D4 because of my brutal critical. On top of that, uh, it's wow. a seven damage total. So it's bludgeoning. So you have it, don't you? Hardest, like. Punch, just, just, just <laughs> no. solid. Like, it's like every film where, oh, just yeah. where just they take a frame out, just a bad yeah, that actually it actually knocks him down because he he wasn't he wasn't expecting oh, it to be that hard. So God. three points oh, of damage. Okay, just to make sure. Oh Jesus, that's so funny. <laughs> okay, of course you would critically hit. <laughs> of course you would. And the purple we can't eyes. Do that, just... We can't do that with actual enemies, but within the party, we yeah, can kill I know, each other. I know, I know. So I, easily. I, I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the purple eye is just blaring, almost blindingly bright at that. He picks himself up. That is for attacking without letting anyone knowing what you were planning. No one got ready, prepared for it. Are you going to do the same to Agatha? 
when she, she opened the door and let that and let that creature out. We had no. Ch we yes? she wasn't even what? deciding to do it. But On her own, nearly got us killed. And what she did nearly got us killed as well. And yet you don't treat her with the same disrespect, Alak. You know yes, better. it was a mistake. However, <laughs> I see it's a very interesting devil standard you have compared to who makes that mistake, which is fascinating. Once, you will not do that again. Next time, I will respond. And you will not like it. I want you to apologize to the party when we get back inside. I will do no such thing. I did what I thought was right, and it worked. It exposed his form. He was not going to help us. He only wanted to kill us. It wasn't even a human. It was a demon, as Casimir said. If you had not all rushed out there, Little Weller and the others would still be around. I don't know why you people think you have to go and attack it face to face. You all have distance weapons. You all do not think. <sighs> your only force is to go and beat things up. Break down doors. Use your head, Alec. I know you have a brain. Perhaps you should start thinking about how to attack things instead of just rushing forward all the time. It is getting Funny tiresome. You're the one that did the initial attack without letting anyone get ready. That is fair. I should have informed you of my thought process. And that's why I want you to apologize to the rest of the group. I'll admit I made it. a mistake. I, I will admit I made a mistake. I will not apologize for my actions. If you're willing to admit it, at least I'm, I'll accept that. Very well. But do now not hug. ever lay a <laughs> yeah, hand yeah, on me again. Of which, um, do I actually know what's what's you got? To, you haven't told me yet about the. Is, is, it, is, it, is it something visible? No, no, no. I, no, I haven't told you because it hasn't come up because okay, hasn't come you're, up you're all okay. too busy beating each other up for okay. me to get to that section. When, cool. when everyone's done kicking everyone else's ass, we'll, yep, we'll so talk I, about So it. I'll just hey, head back hey. in. We head back into it. the crack. <laughs> Sometimes tough love is the only Oh, way. I know. It's Barovia, hey, baby. I didn't, I I didn't hit him back. No, it's true. So, you didn't. Exactly. You didn't. Well, I'm on one health still, so... <laughs> I mean, you hit him back oh, and well, destroy probably, him. You come back in, you're like, I am sorry, but apparently Alec is dead. Uh, <laughs> actually, fully dead, I killed Who him. Who went out, one came back. I'm sorry, and I apologize. He went full vampire and had to kill him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like going back so... to death house. One must die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Final Destination 35. All right. Um, so you come back. Uh, so you're back uh, so, in the room. Uh, yes. Django hasn't Django. come back yet, by the way. Just so oh, are you still back outside? Sorry, Django. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, it's a, hey, it's alone. You can do it oh, all okay. the party. Yep. So, all right. So you come back in. Um, uh, uh, do do we have a minute to do something or no? Uh, I I don't know. I feel Brief like I keep, I keep giving more minutes. Like I just it, I have one thing that I want to do. Is this the actual if last Alec thing? Is, if if I see Alec come back by himself, I want to go outside real quick and talk to Django. Real quick, yeah, you do. Real so quick. That's fine. As I walk outside, I kind of go, what the bloody hell happened to your eye? Alec did? Fuck. He has an interesting way of uh, expressing his displeasure. I told him he will never do it again. Very well For next understood. time, 
I will reply and he will not like it. As I saw what happened to him in the other room, I decided to not retaliate. And I sort of put both hands on Django as he says, and I just look, Django, I know I don't need to say this to you. God damn, I feel like this party is coming apart at the seams. Indeed. The bloody hell are we going to do about it? We will rest and we will think. I was pondering that out here in this bitter, bitter cold. Actually, Alec, did you leave me a torch? Yeah. Ah, thanks. Okay, so it's not it's not that bad. It's <laughs> you're not like that covered great. in snow. You're like, I've been pondering it as I'm currently it's very like in snow. It's like I probably shoved in your chest and nearly get burnt from it. <laughs> oh, dude, do not even fucking joke about that. Because that <laughs> will get your head No, that's off. what he would do. He would do that. I'm Are you serious? Be... Yeah. It, shove it into shove my it chest? In, not like well, the blazing kind of, brand. It's a huge, it's a big torch. It's so close like, enough. No, no, okay. he's not, I assume you're not actually no, trying to No, you're not on him. fire. I, if, I would be uh, on fire too at this point. Well, was... he would probably grab that and hold it. An aggressive Passover. Okay, that. that's fair. Pass-over. That's fair. Yep. And he'll take it aggressively as well. Anyway, so gonna, it's like... I'm just going to say this. I have no animus towards Agatha or her perspective or her point of view. But it is very rarely that I lose control of Xavier in that manner. It frightens me. It frightens me because it feels like within our own party, we have divisions that we cannot keep together. We have to be of a singular vision. We have to have one goal in mind, defeating Strahd, whatever the cost. And you of all people know, I do this because it is the right thing to do, which is not an easy thing for me to say, my friend. I am not one to sacrifice my own skin for a thing greater than my own, but I also have no other means to escape this fate that both you and I are a part of. I would like for us both to survive. I do not know if that is possible if Agatha continues to undermine everything we say and do. I respect her. But I will not follow my own sword. For her higher power. I don't know how else to put it. I do not want to disrespect her, and I do not want Xavier to become the major force that drives a wedge between her and I. But she seems determined to make this a more complicated issue than it seems to be. And I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. That is a conversation I think only you and she can have at some point. Not now, not, not tonight, perhaps not even until we are out to the temple. I caution you, I would advise you to give it some time. We have a goal now. Let us accomplish it. Let us try to re-knit these frayed threads that seem to come so close to coming asunder. I will admit myself, I stayed out here partly to calm down and partly to judge whether it's possible to make it that blasted waypoint down the mountain. I was this close. But... That would not help my mission. Standing alone against all this would be impossible. But I do not think Agatha has the right of it, despite what she knows of the land, and I should be probably allying with her more than any of you, no offense, because she is from Barovia. She is my countryman. And though I've grown to respect and love all of you in your own way, it is not the same as a kinsman. Distant she is but set that aside set that all aside 
I know we'll never be on the same page in that respect. Well, I'm not asking you to be. It, you are as close to our brother to me as you possibly can. All of you are. Even if yeah. some of them have very funny ways of showing it. Even if some of them and do not I wish to admit as, it. I should probably, as a brother, inform you, you've got a bit of a funk about you. And I just say, it's been, it's, it's, I know it's been a while since so we've all done a thing about that, but I just said, because you're already undead already. It's probably <sighs> an issue you should do. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll deal with that at a later point. What I'm trying to say is, sorry, that was more Xavier. It's, what I'm trying to say is, I've got a control on Xavier, but even as you can hear right now, He's punching through. He wants to be seen and heard. And I'm holding him back. I'm holding the reins. I have the bit all the way at the back of his throat at this point. He must only hold on to him for so long. We need to be of one mind on this, and I will not become Agatha's enemy. I do not wish it. Again. This is a very, very, very risky proposition I'm about to suggest. Is there any way that Xavier can be let out somewhere where he can work out his aggression? Safely, I do not know how. I do not know where that would be. I do not. That's certainly not in combat. I, I, although I think he would be a fearsome ally, I think he'd be just as dangerous to us as the enemy. So I do not think that is a good idea. <laughs> Put me in front of a target, my old friend. You'll see what I can do. I might just go back into the shadows for a little bit. Give me something to kill. I'll take a break for a while. But don't expect me like sitting in the shadows. It's not my preferred way to be. I'll let this other one be in control for a while, but honestly, who do you really think's in control? <laughs> Since you have come to the forefront, Xavier, I am glad you are here for... Oh, we have not nice spoken in too. a while. Exactly. Mm. But tell me, tell me this, Xavier. Mm. You could, I, the good doctor could let you out among these menial, lesser beings, these little things, these skulls, this demon, that thing back at the the, the, the the flying creature back at the wall. But let us be real. For a predator such as yourself, those are just appetizers, shall we say? You know, I know you know, the main course awaits you. You know who of which I speak. And truly, for an apex predator such as yourself, it is only fitting that you test yourself against the very best. We have not reached him yet, Django, but we will. Django, but we Django. will. Django, you misunderstand me, my friend. Don't you worry. You're pretty little head about me. I'm not going anywhere, and I certainly don't have a ride without the other one. Right. I'll show up at the proper time. No one getting away. Exactly. If I'm not let out when necessary, I will present myself at the proper time. Understood. I am just asking you to bide your time a bit longer. For truly, that confrontation you so desire is drawing nearer every day. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm just getting my nails done. They'll be nice and sharp when the time comes. Excellent. Now don't ask any more of me. 
just jumps back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he just. God, bloody hell! He really is a pain in the ass, isn't he? Well, yes, and I'll admit, I don't think I'm ever going to get used to that. But think of it as from a, my perspective. As I shudder to do so, but as a weapon <laughs> and pointed in the right direction, he can be immensely valuable. So do us both a favor. As long as I'm here in front of you, don't talk about him that way. You'll only anger him. I was trying to pay him a compliment. Yeah, he's much more valuable as an asset rather than a weapon. Believe me, hmm. while he is under my control, not the other way around, occasionally he can be very resourceful. While he can seem incredibly chaotic, I do believe we are both on the same page most of the time. My mistake. Regardless. <laughs> You're not the first to get it wrong. Well, hopefully, hopefully I won't be the last, for there is one other person who needs to get that very, very wrong. For us and to I succeed. just give him the biggest Cheshire Cat smile ever, which oh. is like... Let us go back inside and rest, and perhaps with sleep will come some clarity. Um, again, I counsel you to wait a while for this to pass before talking to Agatha, but you will do as you will. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be fine. This is not the first time we've had a lover's spat. We'll get over it. Exactly. Come, it is getting cold even for me out here. Let's go back inside. Indeed. Indeed. And thank, thank you, my friend. As the uh, two, uh, Django and Mason... Uh, make their way back through the um, small little mountain crack that leads to the room and the warmth. It may just be a trick of the wind, possibly, but both of them can hear, just as they're kind of passing inside, in almost a sort of dream-like condition, perhaps. On the wind, the wind howls and blows as they enter the room to rest. But somewhere back there down the mountainside on the wind they might almost be able to pick up the faint sound of hooves galloping and that is where we are going to bring this session to a close um well dang god damn um it's good stuff everybody uh really really good stuff um and uh, there is a whole lot that's going to be there to sort of talk about uh, over time. But Don, I love you. Nice. Uh, I if you have bad hearing or if Mason has bad hearing, <laughs> because you Both repeated things that I said multiple times. We'll get to that, which okay. I think is hilarious. I can't decide if it's you or him. It but. was it was sixty forty for both of us. Okay, you were just okay. leaning more. You were leaning more on the side of them leaving, and I'm just kind of like, they're gonna stay. They're gonna help us. All right, before <laughs> we before, like, before we get yeah. to the character wrap ups, though. Um, so, but also uh, I uh, we'll get to what yeah. I I hate I hate fighting. Before we before we get to these character wrap ups, let me just say, um, really good work. I mean, it. we we you know I, I hate it. Everybody in chat, um, obviously was responding really really well to this. Uh, and both an epic combat, which I hope everyone would agree, that was a hell of a combat. Um, that was a really good. It was, was really, very this was touch a, this and go. Was an amazing, very, session very touch and go. Yeah, um, it, it definitely was. It was very touch and go, and uh, led to a very strong RP. And again, I, I want to emphasize that part of this that I think the party's picked up on very, very well is the fact that you're dealing 
and not unlike with what we're dealing with in the world right now, they're dealing with a really, really difficult, stressful situation that has weighed everyone down. That's the effect that Barovia has. And so because of that, um, because there's this sort of pressure, um, that creates these sort of moments. And as I've often said, um, in previous years, five, six, seven years ago, I would never have allowed this um, because I would have been, you know, scared half to death of it. And I would have been like, ah, but I have <laughs> full confidence in this group and I am aware that they are playing exactly the way they need to, which is that there's a line that they all won't go past because they have the ultimate, you know, Strahd as kind of their back weapon. Um, one of the things that was being talked about was the fact that there was a consequence to today beyond just the psychological one, and that is that Little Weller is gone for the short term, and that's going to have an effect. And they, right now, you know, Weller has just been staring at the, the northern door, kind of like, you know, with great focus. But the party has been in, involved in all of its little internecine, you know, battles and squabbles and all of that. Weller's um, even quieter than so, he's been before. And he's yeah. been really quiet. And so the party has really been kind of like, you know, thinking about all that. And I think everyone did a good job in sort of sticking within that. So this is a very good kind of, again... <clears throat> This is the reason that you don't hit a group of role players that, are, you've, that have never played together with Curse of Strahd. You do it with a group that does know each other that you trust. So very, very good work from everybody. I will start on uh, the far right. Um, Dot, the idea, the gaseous form idea was a great one. Uh, that was causing huge problems for the combat. The fact that you kept having these like raining of fireballs coming out. So you needed to figure out a way to address it. I think you did well there. Also, um, I, my favorite role-playing moment for you was when you asked them to go back to Crest, because you're quite right. From your point of view, that is something that's got to be in the back of your mind, not just, you know, let's get an army and then send our little guerrilla army through the, you know, to have them, like, close the doors, see how much is left when the screaming stops, and then clean up the rest. You know, that right. that is not what Agatha wanted. So I thought you did very well in representing that and sort of maintaining that position. So good stuff. How did you feel about today? Oh, great. It was nice to be back. And I say nice. I mean, it was a, a heavy episode yeah. that carried a lot of <laughs> not <really light>. wonderful <laughs> kind of storytelling moments and character moments, I think, too, in the midst of what was mass combat and death. Um, and that even we don't know about yet, um, rightfully. And, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I'm Dot. First off, you can find me online as a little bit. <laughs> I play games. I roll dice. And now I'm going to get down the rabbit hole. You should totally um, follow her everywhere because she's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Uh, you'll find me here a lot. Um, I've trying to make up for screaming at you. I'm sorry. And then um, on Wednesdays, I have started a new campaign called Nova. It uses um, a new RPG called Overlight, um, which is kind of a psychedelic fantasy <laughs> kaleidoscopic journeying game. Um, love it. It's amazing. We're one episode in, so you can check that out on Wednesday nights. Okay. <clears throat> rabbit hole. <laughs> so... So this is what dawned on me. Agatha originally, the very first time we were trying to cross that freaking hallway to get to the other side, before before we opened doors, before there were mass statues, all and all we were dealing with were fireball. But I couldn't get darkness on those slots. It was too far. And it wasn't until everybody was dying in front of Agatha because of fireballs that she was like, I could cross this space and get 40 feet below it and be able to actually block those out. So it was a dot moment that was like, you were gonna do this before, now you can. Uh, you just have to be patient, which I feel like is a very Agatha thing. Um, and then there are those moments where I think, I don't know, hearing that Agatha, Agatha saw the amount of the combat that he took on for them and recognize that the rest of his people would do that as well. 
And so therefore they're not helping us. They're just our shield, at least in Agatha's mind. And for her, she would rather see, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I think, <clears throat> um, and then Agatha's mind, she just feels like they could do more for innocence than for us. Um, yeah, I don't know. That being said, Agatha also, since the vision, I think Agatha feels the pains of the land in a way that nobody else in the party can understand. Like she, she feels it in such an innate way that like, she can't explain it to you and she can't tell you why she knows this is the way it is, but it ties her to the land in some way. Hmm. Um, so yeah, but I will say there is one thing tonight that really got under Agatha's, Ag Agatha's skin. It takes a lot to like break her chill is what I'll call it. Like break her, her bedside manner, mm -hmm. which is really what it is. Um, was when he talked about have you are you willing to put the bodies of the people like are you willing to yeah. bury the bodies yeah yeah um and yeah. i think that there's this personal piece that mason doesn't understand about agatha's tie to this place and literally being the last of her kind um that there this is the only home she's going back to and of course she's willing to put her life on the line and do what she has to and so it's interesting because i think they both came at it from the exact same, with the exact same intents, right? Like we need to, we need to do everything that we can to save this place. Uh, but Agatha was very uh, uh, impacted by the idea that Mason would think that she is not willing to do what is necessary in any way, whether burying bodies or causing them to save this place and so that was what that was really what like tipped agatha she used the rest of her energy to like make it clear that was not not her intent um so yeah that's my spiel i'm excited for next time that was good um very very good stuff and i was gonna say that um you're right about that casimir has sort of demonstrated to you that he <clears throat> understands your under he doesn't feel the land the way you do but he, he understands what he can see what you can see you know if you're seeing it he could see it theoretically it seems like so that's why you know his his confirming of this pro this vision that you had he's like no she saw that you know and um so that that i think it's been very interesting to see kind of casimir's not triangulation but kind of seeing the way that you know because he is a dusk elf and can understand you in a way that the others can't as that but he's not a druid and you can understand it. so anyway um, oh and i also want to say this agatha agatha believes that mason can gain control like she does not want to give energy to the horrible thing that lives inside him so she ignores it he is always mason always and she also tried to make that point tonight was like i'm not feeding into your anger and your aggression. You do not scare us. Go away, shadow in the night. Go back into the closet and let this child sleep. And so like, it's yeah. that idea of like, this thing haunts you and Agatha sees an amount of so pain. Interesting. She sees this amount of pain in you and she <clears throat> wants to, she, yeah. It, it's a manifestation of, of the anger uh, that you feel at least in her mind. And she does not want to give him any light of day. Uh, Cause she believes that Mason is a better man than he will ever. That's good stuff. Um, that's good stuff. I again, I mentioned in chat that that was there's a very good, well reasoned sort of discussion debate going on based upon no real good answers, um, just just perspectives that seem rational um, from their own their own ground. So again, wonderful stuff. Dot. Not that I'm surprised, but but very good stuff. Um, also, really good stuff, Rob, from you. Um, <laughs> You know, you you a had thousand emotions right now. I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, definitely you were, definitely you were dealing with, uh, um, 
Oh, thank you, Creamy Nuts. I appreciate that. Um, theater buff, thespian, and D&D enthusiast. I enjoyed the scenes and storytelling tonight. Nice work. Well, this is... Thank you, and it's, thank a, you. Great, it's a great group. Um, so, Rob, uh, you know, again, you know, very, very good work on a lot of this. I think what I, what I think is interesting to watch is the... And Trent is actually one who's ve been very good at this with Weller also, is being able to push yourself to a certain point and then reach a point where you will take a step back based upon you as the character will take mm -hmm. a step ba back based upon others and what surprised me was your conversation with Django at the end the impact that the party has had on a character like Django as you are able to reflect it to him so when you come out Mason and you're like look you know like listen I just need you to know because you could almost tell that Mason was like this this I'm having a hard time controlling him and Xavier is this part of me um, and then Xavier of course is doing his thing but Mason also being like I, I need you to know that I don't want the party to fall apart like that that thing that was being said to Django is very subtle and it's it's nice it's really a nice moment because it is ultimately the circle around the party that is holding it together that the party sure. doesn't really want to fall apart, but the party is is composed of a bunch of very strong personalities that are, you know, that, that, that also want their own things. How do you keep everyone inside that big circle, but also, you know, ex describe and express what their own personalities are? So I thought you, you managed that. You were very emblematic of that tonight, Rob, and I thought you did that very well. How did you feel about uh, tonight and the way things went? I'm going to respond to that right away. But the first thing I think I should make abundantly clear to everybody in chat and everybody watching this and everybody listening to the podcast. I love Dot. She's great. This is not this is not us it's being real. Role playing for a reason. It's role playing. <laughs> we adore each other. It's fine. And it yep. and I want to make this also clear when these moments come up, they fucking destroy me. <laughs> They destroy me. You I used to just get these fights it. with Trend, and now I you're just broadening it out. <laughs> it's like carry it. you guys being together, and you continue that discussion I will, and argument. In I will go life. there for the RP, but I literally spend like the next 24 hours going, <laughs> am I a bad person? What did I do? Do people fucking hate me? Am I, <laughs> am I destructive for? Like, I literally, it fucking cuts me to my soul. I hate it. I hate it. like, Track if I were is doing like, this Ooh, middle, Mason's a meanie. If I were doing this in the, no, it's true. If I were if I were doing this scene in a film or in a show and we were screaming at each other, at the end of rehearsal I would go, Are you okay? Like that would that would that would be how I would respond because yeah. I can't because there has to be a separation between the the role that you're playing, literally role playing, and the actual person that you are. Otherwise, you're just screaming at each other, and at that point, it's not theater anymore. It's, it's reality. Look, can, I, can I? It's therapy. therapy. Yeah. yeah. Let me. It's I therapy. just want to pause yeah, you for exactly. one second. I want to make one. And comment. I've been on the other side of that, where the the <laughs> acting shit turned into therapy. Yeah. And my acting teachers were like, "This is not fucking therapy. Stop yeah. this." Yeah. I, I totally get this. I want. I want to pause you for one second. I want to make one point about that. You're and then you can mm -hmm. keep going. You're 100 right. I want to say, it is impossible. I think to be able to express anger in a way that doesn't blow everything up if it's not coming first and foremost from a place of friendship, love, and respect to begin with. So this doesn't happen without that connection among the group, which is exactly why I said I wouldn't lead off with a group of people that were like, oh, whatever. Like even bringing, you know, Dot in when I did, Dot knew Rob and knew some of the other people already, knew Tren and knew, and knew John actually. So she knew a lot of the people involved. And I, I wasn't bringing her in at the very end of the campaign either, which meant that there was a chance for her to, to quite quickly 
quickly merge in with the rest of the group and the other guys have been playing together for a long time. So that that is necessary for this to work. And it's really important if we avoid moments of conflict like that, if we avoid moments of conflict when that's where our characters would lead us, then we will never have an opportunity, either in role-playing or life, to be able to get through it and be stronger as friends past it. So I, you know, it took me, what, 47 years to learn that in my own existence. Um, you know, it's, it's so... I hear you. Good, I got and there I, 10 years before you. I'm happy I, I hear that. you, but like, you know, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make that note to everyone else watching it because it's important. So, sorry, on you go, Rob. Um, I have no idea what I was about to say <laughs> anymore. Um, but it's exactly perfect. But no, like, I, I think, so, I think the only way to sort of explain this in a way that even remotely highlights what has happened tonight was I remember when I was like 19 I took an acting lesson with a teacher that I wasn't really sure how good, how good his credentials were and he he related an idea to me of what anger was in a scene and how anger is translated and whether it's translated by a raised voice or an intention that's deeper than the actual vocal intonation that you're using and he did this two ways. The first way was that he screamed at us while moving forward. And the second way he did it was by using a lower tone of voice with higher intensity. Mm -hmm. And I have always realized since then that if you're going to raise your voice, you better damn well have a reason for doing it. Because anyone can scream, anyone can scream. But if you want it to be heard, you better have some emotion behind it. And that's why it's always hard for me when we get into these really heated moments between party members, because on the one hand, and I, I wanna thank Arv for allowing me to do this. I'm playing a variable, um, what is it? A variable, um, what is it? Uh, like, it's not, it, I don't wanna call it chaotic neutral because I know Arv doesn't want people who are chaotic neutral necessarily. The, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, it's a very, it's a variable alignment character with a lot of intricacies that I'm weighing very heavily on and deciding when they are right, but also not using them to undermine the progress of either the party or the campaign. So I'm, I'm because I don't think that's fair. That's not what I want to do. But when those moments come up in the campaign, I first of all need to make sure that I am damn well prepared to stand by it from a character choice, that I am doing it for the right reasons, and that also I have the safety of the people that I am doing this event with to know that it is not them that I'm attacking, that it is character to character. And it's very hard because I am not a confrontational person personally, and I can get angry when I need to, but I don't like it. I really despise it. I, you know, I've been angry a long time and I don't need to let that out to people when it's unnecessary. And, and it's just, it's not healthy to be that kind of angry. So when I'm dealing with a character like Mason, who has got this you know, this lighthearted and dangerous side. And I don't mean dangerous, like, oh, he's so dangerous. He's so adorable because he's dangerous. No, he's actually a hunter, murderer, killer. That's the character that Xavier is. He's also an asset as much as he is a detriment at times. Um, and that's the one difference. That's the only thing I would respond to, like slightly askew to what Dot said earlier, is that while Agatha is not acknowledging Xavier, Mason would not exist without him and Mason is in control of him. It's just Xavier is, 
I think Xavier is a manifestation, you know, like he's a he's an actual character of those things that the dark demons that we all wrestle with. Um, and if you guys need a good like if you need a movie to watch to sort of get you between this session and the next one that sort of deals with that same kind of idea, uh, go watch Forbidden Planet because that is precisely the kind of thing I'm talking about. That that evil creature, that id, that that sort of ferocious thing that we all sort of bury underneath what we think is who we are. Xavier is the manifestation of that, but he is also he he is also aware. He is they the two of them are connected. It's not just something that's feeding off of Mason. One cannot exist without the other. And so everything tonight, it's just, it's been a really, I didn't expect those those moments to show up at the end of the cast. I really didn't. And the fact that they did, it's hard. I don't really like going there, even when it needs to happen, even when it, it, it behooves my character and the and the 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 session for us to go there i would prefer not to do it but th unfortunately this is a campaign that begs for this shit to happen it's like it's asking for rifts to show up in between you know the lattice work just sort of shows up and crackles and it's like get the tape out put it out no we need to make sure this thing you know it's like constant triage it's what i said at the beginning of the cast so I hope it's working. I hope it's interesting. I hope everybody's enjoying it. But I also hope that everybody realizes there's a lot of love between myself and all of the members of this this group. And we're doing it for the enjoyment of the session, the enjoyment of the adventure, but also we're doing it because we we want this to be the best campaign. I hope so that we can possibly do, but it's also we're going to some, I mean, it's part it, It's part and parcel to the campaign itself. We we can't help but go to dark places. And sometimes those make for the best stories. I think it's more important to have stories that have dark, <laughs> hard to wrestle with, like moral questions that sometimes you deal with because if you're just doing, you know, happy, frivolous, you know, happy go lucky, we're going to storm the castle campaigns, it's like, that shit kind of gets a little boring, but it's 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 fun, it's taxing, it's challenging, and um, I just hope that everybody understands that when the campaign is over and done, nothing but love, nothing but love. Good so, stuff, man. Where will they see you next? Uh, next time, man. Sorry, I went on for a sorry right. time there. It's Very right. sorry about that. Uh, I know it's already late, but yeah. Um, where will you guys see me? Uh, well, you'll see me here next time we do this show uh where hopefully i will have recovered from the mental damage that i got from okay uh i'll be in therapy and then i'll be back and we'll be fine no um i'll be back on this channel next time when we do uh, the next divinity beyond and our vocalist and uh you can catch me tomorrow on my channel playing persona 5 royal uh which totally does not fit into this hook line and sinker for changing <laughs> hearts and dealing with the moral ambiguities of people acting shitty to other people and then having to wrestle with that crap so uh yeah twitch.tv backslash you dark side rob you can also find my music on Bandcamp. you can also find me on twitter.com backslash gt dark side rob and all over the interwebs and i love you all and i love this whole party and i kind of i'm okay with hearts but we'll deal with that later yeah you know hey listen yeah, <laughs> you guys are incredible thank you so much for 
watching tonight. You, I mean, seriously, I can't, I can't believe how many people were out here tonight. Get I was looking great, at numbers all night, and you guys, you guys fucking killed it, and yeah. we're so happy you were all here watching. Great turn, nice. turnout, especially to the new people who came yeah. in tonight. Thank you for showing. I was going to well. say that you know, great yes. turnout from the regulars, and also you know, I heard just, I mean, so much good stuff today from Stygian Templar, first time viewer as well, came in towards the day, really enjoyed the solid RP. Uh, Creamy Nuts had said later on, uh, made for a good scene. You might as well give it the truth it deserves. If it comes up, it couldn't be done without the cast trust bond. Life is messy. I like art that reflects it. It's good stuff, folks. I mean, mm -hmm. like, I really, the chat was real good tonight. Um, so thank you all to the new folks, and uh, you will see all access. Amazing. I'll be back. I will be back. That's great. I really, I'm, I'm so happy about that because this is we are. This is exactly what I do. This is what I run the channel for. This is exactly why I run the channel. I run it for. <laughs> the building of community together. This is exactly why I do it. This is why it's my favorite game um, by a mile, because this is something which I think works so well in this context. Um, but it takes good players that care about each other for it really to matter. So great community work um, from the chat as well. Thanks, Rob. Um, John, uh, you know, again, you know, very good stuff too, because Django was consistent about this is what I want to do. And your best moment, I think, you had a lot of good ones tonight, but I think your best moment in terms of not so much the combat, but in terms of the, the RP hey um, comes at the end of combat, you were useless. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. totally joking. Um, no, I but I meant that off for everybody, damn it. No. I meant I meant from an RP point of view. Um, the uh, outs the outside the conversation that you had first with Alec, um, and I'll get to Saad in a moment. But the way that you handled that, I think, was very well done because again, there was a boundary that you didn't want to break, and you could almost see Django going through it. Of you know, he punches you, you're really angry about it. You're like, I can't believe you did this. Like, well, you treat Agatha differently, and then you're just Alec's like, you know, it's interesting, and you just like, and then you go on to this thing about like, and you're always running, rushing in where fool, fools, you know, fear to tread, where angels fear to tread, and what the hell's wrong with you? And Alex, like, it's interesting you say that because you were the one who first fired this thing off without telling anybody else. And you, just like trended earlier in this campaign in another context, said, yes, that's true, right? And there's a, there's a pause, there's a moment where Django's like, and it fits because Django is practical enough to be able to go, well, <laughs> yeah, that actually <laughs> was, that was something I shouldn't have done. And therefore, you don't sort of strike back against Alec, but you make clear, like, you don't want to be punched in the face again, and you're not going to... So you held your own ground, but I think both with that, and then what really surprised me, I don't know if it caught the rest of you, but to say, I love the party, and like, you know, you're all brothers and sisters in your own way, I was like, dang, you know? And again, that only comes because we have the willingness to allow the conflict to play out in that way. If you cut it off, then we never get to the rest of it, because then it's just like, okay, we're all like on eggshells, and no one says anything to anybody. And we, obviously, if every session it was just sort of tear your heart out, no one could manage that, but it's not that way every single session. This was, I thought, really nice balance from you, so uh, that was, I thought, your best moment was the outside, Alec and uh, Mason both. I thought your dealing with both of them was handled very very well so how did you feel about tonight john yeah I, shout out to sad because he answered that perfectly when when django was getting all upset about it and he's actually given django a lot to think about between this session and the overnight so we'll, we'll, we'll ponder that and tackle that in the morning so yeah uh, first of all creamy nuts if you really enjoy this kind of stuff remember this is day 42 so if you haven't been here before there's 41 more days of this nonsense that you can go and watch on the channel Plus tyranny of dragons uh, oh, and all well, that dude this takes know. tyranny I mean, Journey was great, but this whole thing is like... Told you. Oh, my God. So, and... Up, uh, you cut out. Uh, we, we lost you. We John. lost you, John. Oh, uh, John. John, uh, wait, wait. Up, up, up. We completely uh, lost him. Hold on. I don't think he can hear us. <laughs> he can't wait. I gotta get to the... 
Zoom call. Wave at the screen. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. wait, wait. wait, wait. wait, wait. Talking <laughs> Somebody clip this. Trendy, can you translate for us? Trendy. No, I can't. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> Damn headset. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're saying something where like we're all ready to go and it's you're just really like, profound and I'm sure it's like, great God, and it's it. just... <laughs> okay, say this again. So what was the last thing I actually said that you heard, like, first of all? You were like listen to you, last John. thing you said was thanks. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> the um no you said um you said it was well, it was just after you said and then there was and then you cut out and I couldn't hear the rest. It was something about I think you might have been, you were going to say, oh, I, oh, because I said, right beforehand, I said, uh, Curse of Strahd, I told you, and you were like, yeah, and then the rest of it cut out. You were out. just talking about how many other episodes there were, and how. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. so, Thank yeah, you. so 42 episodes of this nonsense, but I said, just, I want to reiterate the public service announcement that uh, Greg already made. Curse of Strahd is not for beginning players, I'm dead serious about this, and it's definitely not for beginning party. No. It's not for people who have not played, and are not experienced in role-playing, so I want to just go back and reiterate everything everyone said so this has been very interesting again it's the role playing is just amazing and the different points of view from agatha and mason and alec as well uh and, yeah and django and i think it's interesting that you called out that what i said to mason um because it's true to a point but at the same time and it's funny is, is rob is playing mason and it's terrific as he's trying to be the glue that holds the party together Mason is. It's funny that he does that. And in a way, and I don't want to take away from it all, because there was some sincerity behind it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, Django also is not of this earth. And he's even, you know, as different as all the other characters are as well. And he's got his own thing. And so, to a certain We're like degree, the world's worst party. We really yeah. are. We're like the <laughs> yeah. world's worst party. No, it's so the at most at a point, point, party, basically. Although he thinks it to a degree, but as, as, as an un, basically an undead person, he was also telling you know, Mason to a point what he thought Mason needed to hear at that time too. It's not that it wasn't true, but when push comes to shove, Django does have his own agenda, which, you know, has come out in certain places. In certain yeah, places. I was gonna say that whole brotherly love thing felt like a lot of bullshit to me when he said uh, a little bit. I was, was like, I think if you like a brother, maybe? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm yeah. not sure I buy that crap, but okay. We, hey, we have had moments. The moment of the wine cellar. We, Look, hey, now Mason wait a minute. and Django have to be had fair, moments. Yeah. To be fair, I think Mason fair. and Django are probably the two that are on the same page the most of everybody else. Huh. And you know I would go to bat for you, brother, but honestly, yeah. I think you're more for yourself than Agatha is most of the time. So, well, Agatha's definitely not for herself because that's part of the land. That's a whole other story. Um, but it's the different viewpoints of you know how do how do we? I don't want to say utilize. That's a terrible word. But how do we? Uh, what what do we do with the barbarians? And the different points of opinion. I think were fascinating with that conversation that was mm -hmm. had. Um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun as always. Uh, it was are, a great who time. Who are you calling barbarians in that statement? <laughs> You're not an honorary member yet, Mason? Really? Uh, but I, what I really enjoyed was talking to Ma talking to Xavier at the end, uh, because Django absolutely sees him as a weapon. Sure, that was that will. was really fun. By the that way, awesome. I would just like to say that was the most Xavier moment we've seen the entire campaign, and I've been I I don't know that I've been actively holding him back, but over time it's been getting harder and harder not to just to let him have his moments because again mason is in control of him but he doesn't control him mm -hmm. they are they are 
two halves of a whole. Right. You know, again, right. like right. this is not to, you know, Agatha has a very strong point of view on this, that Mason is the better man, but Mason would not exist without Xavier because it is some part of his person. Oh, recognize Agatha gets that. Oh no, she I know just, you do. I know she you just do. believes that I know you should you do. be whole together. Does that make sense? Like she, she oh, wants yeah, no, you I to find it. togetherness. No, I get that. I, I, told, I totally understand that we are together. That's the difference. That's the thing. It's like, that's, there's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'll stop. So I've, no, I've no, had no, my, no, I've no. had, my, I've had my moment. Yeah. I've had my moment. And, I have my moment. Oh, John continues. And, and as someone else who has an invasive, it's all right. And someone else who has an invasive presence in his mind, even though she's optically quiet for most of this, it's fine. But I understand where that viewpoint's coming from, even though that one's a completely separate one. And yeah, I will point Xavier hopefully in the right direction, like a nuke, when I feel the time is right. And if I can set him off and have him do what we all want to accomplish, it's all good. And I will string him along you, to the degree I can. You, ha you ha think you have way more control over him. Oh, no, I know. I know. That's why I have to tread very, very quickly. Yeah, and I'm, is, and I'm glad we had that. I'm you. glad Mason came back and we had the conversation afterwards because that told me a lot of what I needed to know because I haven't. Out of all of us, I think I've interacted with Xavier the most oddly, but Mason helps me get more of an insight as much as I can into Xavier's behavior. But yeah, I understand I'm treading with, it's like holding a barrel of nitroglycerin. So I totally understand the danger of messing with him, but he may be ultimately the, the ultimate secret weapon, which is why I said someone else needs to make that mistake, that same mistake. We need to make sure that a certain person makes that exact same mistake because that could be the difference between victory or death. Anyways, uh, yes, I am John Helfers uh, on Twitter and other places, Radio Johnny Panda. Monday is Emberwind here on this channel, and a couple weeks later we'll be coming back to this, doing this whole thing again, and I'll also be recovered too, because, Jesus, that was pretty pretty intense. But uh, yeah, this has been great. Everyone's great. Role-playing is great. Go home, sleep for 12 hours. <laughs> Two weeks later we'll do it all again. So thanks, Arv. Thanks, chat. Everyone's great. Uh, the new people have been fantastic. Hope you guys come back in a couple weeks. This is a I love doing this. Even when it's difficult, it's still fun. Always a pleasure. Good stuff tonight, John. And um, Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, a Kickstarter. Yeah, please talk well, about we'll, Kickstarter. We'll, we'll, let's wrap that at the very, very end. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, Thank you, Trent. Also, uh, as, as I go over to Saad, I want to say that, Saad, I sent out a tweet basically talking about how awesome tonight's session was, and because you refused to get a Twitter account, I didn't include you in it because you don't have a goddamn Twitter account. So then I posted a reply being like, again, Saad is great, and I would have said that if he had a Twitter account, so goddammit, no. Um, because seriously, like, uh, again, I feel like from the very beginning, no one has been more consistent in managing their character uh, than Saad. Um, who be trying has, so hard with his party to, to who is to always underrated everyone you, at least on the same path yeah so. you've you've always underrated your role playing and it needs to stop uh you did exactly <laughs> what you still, should do i don't it I don't, fits it fits not only does the and i'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass not only did you handle very well I thought combat-wise, what you thought Alec would properly do, and managing like when he turns into the vampire state, what you know, like what moments, and we often like Saad and I trade back and forth during sessions and between sessions about how different effects will happen, which I still didn't even get a chance to talk to you about. The mechanical effect is that healing is going to have one quarter its normal effect on you. Oh. Now. That's what I wanted to tell you. So um, wow. I didn't want to forget to say that. But even so, <laughs> so, but again, the 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 effect of this is. Um, you're going outside and punching him in the face 
is exactly what I would expect from Alec, because what you were angry at him for was that you didn't tell the party, you put the party at risk, and despite the vampiric stuff that you're struggling with, your core remains so far the sort yeah. of, this is how you do the right thing, which is why when Weller hits you and knocks you out and it is the orc part of you, right? The half-orc part that gets you back from the grip of death. That's why I was like, you're back in control now. Because yeah, I just wanted to make sure because that was very important to know if I was yes, in control. You, what, you were in control if precisely because that part of you is not touched by Strahd, right? That's the part yeah. that's separate. It's yeah. the part that Strahd yeah. doesn't even fully understand. And so that, that part of you, and I thought it was amazing that Weller is the one who did it because I know, you two have this connection that's great so I thought I thought you you know I thought that was great and I thought your moment um that you handled with Django was great because you stood your ground with it and you stood your ground both in your own because I let him yabber and yabber and yabber and it's like oh so he just basically just said what <laughs> and that did. line, that line that you said caught him up because you're 100% right. You know, your line, you're like, yeah. oh, it's interesting you say that because you were the one who started the fight. That's 100% right. And and especially from your perspective, I mean, it was 100% right yeah. from, from Alex's perspective. So really, really wonderful stuff today, Saad. So how did you feel yeah, about that? Yeah, that was fun. I, I can't believe I got a critical for that punch. I mean, out of all the roles that I failed, this, this the, the All you could do is well against the enemy. Yeah, I know. It'd be great. It's, it's Maybe guaranteed. Punch everything. It, Sad. it's guaranteed at this point that in this campaign we will do the maximum amount of damage to our own. To each other. That is just, okay. that is just guaranteed at this point. <laughs> so yeah, we don't want anyone to get like uh, like mind controlled because then we're just all dead. It's just oh, a god, like instant. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would not. But, be uh, yeah, that was a blast. Uh, yeah, it was so hard to think because I have to. I, I try to keep everyone alive, including Calix and. It was last few spells. Everyone's out of spells. No one had any kind of abilities, and it was it was getting to desperation stage, which is where Olic had to decide. And that was when Calix kind of fell down from the thing after taking, I assume, a finger of death. I mean, that was the straw that kind of went. It's 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 now or never. And yet the count increases. It's now three. I mean, what does that mean? You don't know. Yep. <laughs> Only Greg knows. But um, other than that, like, oh, it's, uh, just want more. Let's just do more of this. And so so you lay all... down the gauntlet because you're like, oh, I'm actually looking more forward to Ember Emberwind. I'm like, really? I know. Right. The problem let's, is that let's, let's dance awesome then. Campaigns. I had an awesome Hearts of Whirling hey, campaign, hey, which was hey, great. Arv, just tune in Monday and you'll see. I no, no. Listen, yeah, listen. But, that campaign, so yeah, that campaign's great too. Seriously, no, there's, there's, there's no war wins. between them. That that campaign's great oh, too. It's, uh, it's friendly competition. It's, it's all friendly I'm just saying, competition. Saying. Yeah. See, I was watching um, when when Rob was going on about all the arguments and stuff, and dot, like one of my group members who's in chat was like, I just oh, I like fighting with Dot, thing. okay? I just, if I'm going to fight with anybody here, I'm going to fight with, no, I'm kidding. Because um, Jen was so <laughs> apologetic during, after the session without- Oh, I saw that thing about like, that's where she gets it from. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. She yeah. was, she was really felt bad about it. But uh, yeah, so check that out if you like, because um, I've had, a, we had a big argument last session in our Emberwind group and- uh, we have we have now there's a very important meeting and who knows what is going to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, sod underscore on Twitch. You can see me stream there randomly. You also see me here, as I said, with John doing Emberwind on Monday. Then the week after that, you'll see me um, 
doing a stream uh, episode three of Gromnir Grubblehammer in Sword Coast Legends. So check that out. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. And did you like my fancy oh my intro God. of how, how high tech it was? Oh, listen, I, I was actually kind of, I felt like you were showing me up a little bit. You're like, you know, look, here, here's real production value. <laughs> like, um, it's like three images plus a... It's so calming though. Can I just say, like, I, I just, I, I like kick back. I get to grade and like just watch him do it. It's awesome, man. I'm so happy that we're yeah. doing it, so... So yeah, you may be able to see some more behind the scenes stuff from, from this campaign and our previous one. If you watch, I may show more, we'll see. Yeah, it's great and, stuff. Uh, Thank yeah, that's it. It's great. Thanks, Saad, good stuff. And um, last but certainly not least, Trent, and you know, from the point of view of RP, this was a, a quieter session, obviously, uh, that Weller had, because he didn't have anything specific on that score. However, um, the, A, the whole idea of using the crossbow to try to, because it was very clear that like, they're all dealing with the statue, and you're like, listen, if we don't stop getting blasted by three fireballs every time we step foot in that hallway, um, you know, we're going to be in trouble. So your attempt to do that, I think, from a combat point of view made a lot of sense. And I also thought that the way, you know, you handled, as I said before, the loss of Little Weller, which is a blow. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's not, yeah, it's a little different because it's, you know, it's a piece of your own soul. But, I mean, let's be clear, when a piece of your own soul is annihilated and returns to you, I imagine it's not like, oh, well, that was fine then, you know, like, I mean, you can tell me, but there is a loss there that's associated with it, especially since no one yet even knows it. Um, and so that moment where you stopped and looked at the ash, I thought was really, was really nice. And it was interesting watching that focus of yours, uh, that legendary RP focus as you were concentrating on the doors. How'd you feel about uh, today? Um, well, I thought today went just amazingly well. Uh, there, were, there were points where I was thinking, you know, Weller's telekinetic slam could probably make some serious dents on that, you know, the, the face of that statue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think, I mean, it's not meant to be strong enough to knock something like that down, but it could do some serious damage, sure. force damage to the front of it. But I kept thinking, you know, the only way that I would be able to use that is if I have a line of sight on it, and that means that, you know, the Arcane Love would have a line of sight on me as well. And we didn't know that Arcane Love at that point, but whatever. Um, so I was like, well, okay, can't use that. Uh, the fireballs don't seem to shoot in here where this is. And it's long range, but it's something that right. I can do. Right. And everything else is, is like, I can't sacred flame them from there. Mm. Um, otherwise, I'd have been doing that. You know, yeah. Anytime that they popped up to fireball, I went, you know, I was like, I'm holding this. Well, I don't know if you can hold cantrips, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, the, 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 I think the the real impact of losing Weller has not set in. I mean, it's set in for Weller, but nobody else really understands what that means. Yeah, and not not like internally, like to to Weller's emotional state, but to the you know his. I mean, because little Weller gives Big Weller advantage on all of his you know intelligence based roles. And so that's gone. Now that part, anybody would know who looks up a, a homunculus. But there's, you know, there are other things that that are at play. That um, nope. Um, there was something else. I'm sure there was something else that I was going to mention. Um, oh yeah, I was talking about how everybody's down, spells and whatnot. The the major telekinetic weapon, which is 
second or third level spell is the only one Weller has cast. So he's down one spell. He's still got everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, everybody's talking about, I'm spent. I'm like, why? Why are you? I mean, but then he's just been going sacred flame, sacred flame, sacred flame. <laughs> right, you know, right, it's yeah. like, I've got everything. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're complaining about. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just, just, oh, it was wonderful. The, I think for me, the, aside from the loss of Little Weller, I think the moment where, Weller, you know, saw the fireballs go out and hit Alec and and the Arcanalop and realized, you know, looking at Alec and going, shit. Oh god, that was great too. Because, oh my god, where you turn the Alec crossbow to him? him promise. Yeah, Alec yeah. said, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I yeah. turn, oh, man. you have yes, to Yes, that was him. great. Yes. Weller's promise. I'm so happy you did it. I'm so So happy. great. And, and that you hit. Yeah. So great. Weller's, Weller's promise <laughs> was to just, just hit as well. It was my on my AC, like the perfect roll to great. hit. That was, was I guess, what six or seven episodes ago because we weren't even at right the 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 Amber Temple yet, yeah. mm-hmm. when we were having that conversation. And right. you know, Weller, <clears throat> all I could turn to Weller, like, you know, can I count on you to do this? And Weller's response was just hold up his hand and just you know, sacred flame just twisting between his fingers. You know, and he didn't say a word, but the implication was, I will light you up. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's psychic damage instead of uh, radiant, but still, you know, it's... Yep. Yeah, that was that was the point that I was like, I, ha- I, I have to do this. I have to do I this. I have to. <laughs> his his reaction was just like, Weller! Like, it's like, why are you hitting me with a crossbow bolt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when 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 we come back and uh, the 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 real is the real realization of what's going to have to happen, probably, um, the party's not going to like it. Yeah, at all. Yeah, given, given I have like a list of things I want to talk to people about during this rest. Well, and I also I just wanted to ask quickly because John had brought this up it, the the summoning of a homong- like mechanically. Because he was like, it's you said it was just like a level one or two something, right, John? Was what you in, saw? In, in the core Barovian Adventurer's Handbook, it's a first level metaphysician spell. Right. When you say core, you're talking about the lamplighter stuff. The no. Stuff that... No, I'm talking about the big, the where my undead state comes from. The big 200-page right. book. Yeah. Which are not, as far as I remember, endorsed by Wizards of the Coast. They are kind but of you're, not your quite class, Yeah, but your class comes from that, dude. Your metaphysician class comes from that book. That's where it exists. Where did you, where did you get yours out of? Uh, it was the Barovian book, right? Yeah, the metaphysician. Well, yes. yeah. but Weller's not from. My my right. thinking. This is right. It's a little bit of a hybrid. Um, because because okay. Weller yeah. got Little Weller on the Sword Coast. And he's technically right. not from Barovia. That's, right. That's, that's right. The right. Point. that's what it was. So it's yeah. a little bit of a hybrid. Now, and, you know, again, Trent and I will have to talk about this separately uh, off stream, right. but um, about, yeah, it, it's not as easy as just, <laughs> it's not like you, Django, with you're just like Valley the 700th or whatever you're up to. Like, like we're um, on six you know, now, yeah. Or, or yeah. Alec throwing out his horse for fire fireball bait. Um, <laughs> it's not It's not quite that way. Um, and as Arudinel, oh. by the way, just said in a very nice, nice turn of phrase, a sun is a piece of your one soul if that got turned to ash i doubt your first thought would be i can just have another one i mean yeah like well yeah even, exactly. even though that's a component yes. of you have you to remember well. Django doesn't no J- right it's not the same for Django. he probably right. just thinks it's a familiar so, so but anyway we'll you know as i say we'll we'll talk more about that um mm-hmm. it's it's not that it's uh it's not that it's means he can never return but it's like that line from um 
from, uh, let's see, oh god, what is it from? Where they say, um, all can be done, but it will be more difficult than you think. It might have been Gandalf um, in Lord of the Rings who says that at one that point. That sounds um, very, like, like possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, all may all can be done, but it may be more difficult than you think. <clears throat> anyway, um, regardless. So, it was fun to see that. Um, and again, as always, trend really good stuff there. So, where will the lovely people see you next? Good question. I don't know. Probably here. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Well, we know where they'll hear you is on your, you know, meteoric rising uh, audiobook career, which is just, you know. Meteors come down. No, it it, any sense. it's like Superman throwing the meteor out, though. Like but then that's Superman doing it, not you're... the... Ink. Underrated. Besides, we're now going to go on Little Weller quest. We're going to drop everything, forget Strahd. We're going to go and go get Little Weller back. <laughs> exactly. It's, It'll be the search for we Weller. Find out. Like, yep, exactly. Curse yeah, of Strahd. Why, Two, three, it. four, five. Why are Daddy and Daddy arguing? <laughs> Strahd's just like lying back in his throne like, what the hell? They I should know, have been here by now. Damn it. I sent that invitation like three months ago. <laughs> the chicken has gone reply, far too cold we're at this point. We're busy on an adventure finding Weller. Exactly. This is me. Go ahead, Trent. We're 20th level. Now we're ready. Speaking of the invitation from Strahd, I mentioned earlier that my my housemate and his group are, are going to the thing, and somebody, uh, I think it was somebody in the Vistani camp where Madame Ava was, was like, you know, nobody ever gets invited up there, and I'm like, um, yes they do. Uh, we'll <laughs> Maybe you don't, but... Excuse uh, me? Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, where will, uh, aside from seeing me, which will probably be back on this, uh, what is this called, a channel? Yes, um, that's exact, yeah. yes. Uh, thing um, uh, for either uh, more of this infinity beyond and or well and uh, the other thing that we do uh, adventures in middle earth uh, on Tuesday for me mornings because um, I'm in California which the accent doesn't sound like that whatever the uh, aside from that yes you can hear me in the various audiobooks and short story narrations on escape pod and drabblecast and other places and whatnot, um, but as we're about to discuss, the audiobooks, uh, where I'm in the process of working on a Shadowrun trilogy, one of which is already out, the second one I will probably finish in the next two days, three days maybe, depending on how much stuff I have to take out, but um, yeah, <laughs> and then more of the same. But yes, it's important to remember, nobody but Weller knows the little Weller is dead. Yes, that's right. That's right. Nobody knows. Um, to make sure that that was very important. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I will. I will do the giveaway after you guys are done. So just quick, I want to talk about the uh, Kickstarter and then. Um, oh yes, thank you. And yes, Sad, I will do that uh, when I'm done the stream for sure. Yeah, I'll get the link for you as well. Okay. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, so talk a little bit about the um, the other Kickstarter you're doing, and then I'll give. A, I'll yes. let you guys go, and I'll give the last. Uh, it's very quick, code. yep. Uh, I, I don't know if Jen's still here. She might have ducked out. I'm not quite sure. I, I think she were, was here. Thread, last maybe, but uh, A Secret Guide to uh, Fighting, Elder Fighting Elder Gods, which, I, as I understand, I should have mentioned this the first time, I believe... I yeah, believe there she is. is. There she is. Is the first, as far as I know, the first YA Lovecraftian anthology ever done. I, I can't think of, and there's been a lot of them, but I can't think of any... can't imagine why. They seem to be so perfectly... Well, <laughs> next next step is middle grade, uh, you know, elder ones. That's, that's our, that's our follow-up volume. <laughs> of crafting infants. No. Uh, oh, and Lone Wolf did jo uh, donate a $15 tier. Thank you, Lone Wolf. Oh, thank, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, so anyways, yeah, we were hoping to get to, well, we're hoping as much as we can. We have three days to go. Uh, so been, Jen's been in chat kind of watching me run rampant as a character. 94.82. Not bad. Put her through the 
paces as uh, players for Emberwind, but this is, that's the other side of Django, which was a little more erratic than I cared to. Anyways, uh, anyway, but the Kickstarter is a link up, uh, Saad. Yeah, there it is. And um, yep. so yeah, we're we're doing well. It's been great. We want to get that ten thousand level to get everyone a free short novel by Jen, which, as I said, is uh, the Last Days of Salt and Academy, which is pretty much zombies at boarding school. I'll just let your mind run rampant with what that might Amazing. be. And um, yeah, we're really excited about it. We're doing two editions: a, a what they call the Litharapt hardcover. Uh, which is the hardcover edition, previously only available in trade paperback. And then we're also doing the faux leather, and the mock-up we did looks really great. It'll look very similar to that, but it, it, these faux leather things are really, really cool. We're very happy with them. So, obviously, check it out if you can donate or you want to get copies, great. If not, at least just spread the word. That's where, you know, all, Kickstarter is all word of mouth, and we've been doing very well. We, we can always do better, though. So, appreciate everyone, and, and uh, Lone Wolf, thank you very much. I think you're really going to enjoy the anthology. For example, so. I told one of the guys that's in my my, my housemate's D and D Curse of Strahd game. I told him about the Kickstarter, and I said, "You guys occasionally play um, Cthulhuid kind of stuff when you're doing your, your game." And he's like, "Yeah." I said, "So you might like this," and he's like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, that is very much in my wheelhouse." Dink! I'm like, "Good, no, <laughs> nice, you, that's appreciate awesome. it." Yep, that's that's how this stuff happens exactly. So, thank you, Trent. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's very awesome. Much. Good stuff. Um, so again, uh, great work, folks. Going to let you go, and then I'll do the last giveaway. Uh, but thank you so much to the amazing Infinity Beyond crew. Really good stuff tonight. Thank you to Trendane Sparks, to Sod, to John Helfers, to uh, GC Darkside Rob, to Rob, and of course uh, to Little Red Dot. Did you forget um, my name? No, I, I was I was going to call you. Yeah, um, some guy anyway, in New York. Some guy. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much to the amazing players. Chat, can we get some love for the players? And I will see all of my lovely players in various places uh, very soon, etc., etc., etc. Goodbye Thanks, everyone. Enjoy. Now. See you in a couple weeks. Or Monday for Emberwind. Right. <laughs>